0: let me go ahead and open us up with prayer. Father in heaven, uh, we are your children. And I'm so thankful for my brothers and sisters. I'm so thankful for this equip hour. I, I, I rejoice to know that your people are eager to hear about what you're doing. And as we look back at this pastor, Sheboygan, we see that you are blessing, you are showing favor, you are using our efforts, our small, imperfect efforts to bring about your purposes. And so, Father, we just rejoice in this. So uh, bless our time uh, together, help us connect and rejoice and learn uh, about your purposes. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so the first thing I want to begin with is the mission. What's the mission? What is Serve Sheboygan all about? And uh, it's it's serving Sheboygan to declare and demonstrate the gospel of Jesus Christ to the glory of God. Of God, So declare there's this opportunity to share, to communicate the message of Jesus' death and resurrection and exaltation into heaven. To share that if they would trust and believe in Him, they will have eternal life, right? We want to declare the message about Jesus, the good news about Him. But also, Sir Sheboygan wants to demonstrate. It wants to show the love of Christ. Revealed to us in the gospel through good works, through service, uh, through prayer, and and through generosity. uh, All to the glory of God. So you see here, the mission doesn't say to accrue lots of people at our church. The mission doesn't say uh, to accumulate as many positive responses in the community. Ultimately, Serve Sheboygan, for me and my heart and the leaders, is the glory of God. That's what it's all about. So whether there's not any observable, visible results that come from Serve Sheboygan, I'm absolutely dogged and committed to declaring and demonstrating the gospel of Jesus Christ because it reveals the character of our God. That's the ultimate heart behind Serve Sheboygan. So I love the questions, like, has anybody came to our church from this, or how, what happened? Great questions, and I'm praying for God to do whatever he wants to do. But at the very bottom, at the very foundation, at the very heart of Saoirse Boykin, is for us to be the people of God and to reveal the God that we worship through the gospel, declaring, and demonstrating it. And so the vision kind of is, is similar, but just a little bit more unpacking it. And, and really, it's to, to saturate saturate the city of Sheboygan beginning in our church campus neighborhood with extraordinary generosity, joyful service, fervent prayer, and the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, say it again, saturate, drench, soak our neighborhoods, right? Our neighborhoods in this city with generosity, service, Prayer and the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, and so how do we do that with Servaas Boygan? How do how do we accomplish those uh, different uh, things? So first, generosity. Uh, Servaas Boygan is we do different projects: landscaping, painting. Uh, we install paver walkways. Uh, we even have purchased a swing set for a family. Uh, and so generosity is this this idea of giving this uh, gifts that are. Like, why did you do this? I can't tell you how many times we were like, yeah, and we're gonna take care of all of the different projects at no cost to you. And the neighbor's like, what? That's what I want. I want them to be shocked. I want them to be like, what is going on? Why are they giving me this? Why did they just buy this $500 swing set for my family? Why? Why? And then I get the wonderful opportunity to tell them why because we have a generous, good God who gave us his son. And so we'll get to that further. But So we want extraordinary generosity, generosity that's unheard of, uncommon, uh, to joyful service. And so then we not only purchase the tools and materials and everything we need to do the project, but then we come up, we show up there, and we do it with joy. We connect together, we laugh together, we have fun together, we have joy as we complete these projects. Uh, Third, fervent prayer, and this is the, I mean, this, this makes everything go, prayer. Um, we do two different prayer walks leading up to serve Sheboygan, and those prayer walks, we canvass the neighborhood. Uh, so we knock on every door we send a letter to, to it, inviting them to serve Sheboygan. We knock on their door, and as a youth group, we say, Hey, uh, we're, uh, we're from the church around the corner, uh, sheboygan free. And we're going around as a youth group asking our neighbors, is there anything we can pray for? And so uh, often after we do that, we introduce ourselves. Some people say no and shut their doors or not interested or they don't answer the doors. But then there are others who say, yeah, sure. Could you pray for our nation? Uh, could you pray for uh, my health is bad? Could you pray for X, Y, Z? And then it was like, oh, great. And we're like writing it down on our um, Uh, clipboards that we bring and uh, and then what we really want is to say then if they're open and they're giving us a prayer request can we pray for you right now? Can we pray for you right now? And a lot of times they're like sure and so then we pray for the nation or their health or their finances but more importantly we, we begin to pray that they would experience the promises of the gospel that come to us by faith in Jesus. So forgiveness of sins, uh, joy, peace, the resurrection from the dead, eternal life. And we pray these weighty, uh, giant, eternal promises over them, asking God to actually let them come to receive them by faith. And I just, I love when, I'm, when I open my eyes and I look at their face, their response. They're just like, hmm. They never heard anybody talk to the Father in heaven in an intimate and real and genuine way. They're not thinking of weighty matters like hope of the resurrection from the dead and glorified bodies and the joy that never ends. They, they, they hear these things and they're like, huh. And, and, and by God's grace, a lot of times we're filled with the Holy Spirit at that moment, so we actually genuinely have concern for these neighbors. Like we really want them to come experience these promises and blessings. So these prayer walks are instrumental. They're they're strategic. They're us saturating the neighborhood door by door with with prayer that is evangelistic in nature. That's declaring the good news about Jesus and really requesting it, interceding on their behalf for them. And so that's why the following is the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. So not only are we uh, explaining and sharing the gospel with them when they ask us, like, why are you doing this? How could I ever repay you? Uh, how do I show my appreciation? And we get to answer, we don't want you to show it. This is a demonstration of how God treats us and loves us and gives to us. And so we get to share the gospel that way. Uh, We get to serve. We get to pray for them. And so again, as we do that, we're knocking on every door. We're serving in different houses. The gospel is just spreading and bearing fruit, spreading and bearing fruit. And uh, it's kind of amazing to see because, you know, we're knocking on these doors, and we're and I'm meeting with these neighbors for the projects multiple times. So, let's say a neighbor, let's say, let's take Sue, for example. I met with, I've seen and talked to Sue, I don't even know how many times over the summer about this project. And I don't even know how many times I got to pray for her and share the gospel with her, multiple times. Because when I'm over there, I'm like, before I leave, i was like, oh, can I pray for you? And I'm praying again the gospel. Um... So, so it's just an exciting thing that the the gospel is just getting saturated into this uh, neighborhood in our city. Now, that's the mission. That's kind of the vision. Where's the scriptural foundation? Right? So, what in scripture is calling us to do something like serve Sheboygan? So, let's look there first. And I want to begin with God, because that's where everything begins. And so uh, the first uh, subheading is the generosity of God. We see great, extravagant, unreal, unbelievable generosity given to us by God in Scripture. Here are some references to think through with me. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. Romans 8:32. "He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will He not also with him graciously give us all things? John 3:16, "For God so loved the world that He gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life." Ephesians 1, verses three and four. Bless. Blessed be the God, bless him and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. And I love that because that that really does symbolize this. We're coming to give and to serve and to bless and they didn't do anything to deserve it. That's the whole point. We want to make sure they're clearly we don't want anything in return. James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And so we look over these different passages and there's so many more. And again, we see that God is a God who gives, not expecting anything in return. He lavishly pours out blessing after blessing after blessing. And in James 1.17, he says every good gift and perfect gift comes from above. So that's the blessing of the sunrise, the blessing of food and a stability and a home and all the good things that come to even unbelievers. And so when we go out in the name of Christ, bearing good gifts and generosity, we're revealing that nature about God. We're revealing that attribute about God, that he's generous and good and kind. And most importantly, he gave us his son, right? He gave us his son. So the generosity of God is like the found, one of the foundational pillars of Serve Sheboygan. Uh, the second is the mission. So he, he not only is generous and kind, but he gives us a mission. And it comes through Jesus here. And Jesus came and said to them after his resurrection from the dead, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He has all authority, all power. He rules over every dominion. And here's the mission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age." There's a lot of ways to make disciples in the sense where you can do a lot of different outreach initiatives. Serve Sheboygan is just one of them. But the, at the heart of Serve Sheboygan is to reveal the glory of God and host that he will use our efforts to give us opportunity to evangelize, share the gospel, see him, Give the Holy Spirit to an unbeliever, regenerate them, give them taste buds and and a desire and and new purposes. Like, we can't do that. The Holy Spirit has to do that. But we're we're trying to give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to use us. And then they come to saving faith and then we start to invest and pour into them and love them, build relationships with them, and hopefully uh, continue to fulfill the Great Commission and do it again and again and again. So the generosity of God is one foundational pillar. The second is the mission. That we have. We've been given. It says, go. <laughs> go. <laughs> Not stay and hope they come. Right? Uh, I can't tell you how many doors we knocked on. And I pray for people. They never knew the gospel. And they live houses down the street. I knocked on one neighbor. He's been here 30 years. He's like, this is the first time I ever met somebody from your church. And he was so happy to let me pray for him. He was open and receptive. And he's just knocking on his door. So go. And so there's this, this mission that we've been given. And search Sheboygan is just one way. We're trying to figure out how do we do that? How do, how do we go? And then uh, three is good works for the glory of God. Um, good works, if you just like, To look up that phrase in Scripture, it disappears over and over and over and over again. The people of God are to be about good works. The people of God are busy. (laughs) They're intentional. So just look through these passages with me. Let them wash over you. Um, Jesus, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Jesus is talking to his disciples and, most, and probably other people are present like peasants, poor people, uneducated people. And he says to them, you're the light. You whom society deems as insignificant, unproductive, not that useful. You are the light of the world. It's a dark, dark world. You're the light. And how are they going to see? By your good works so that they give glory to your father who is in heaven. The the theme continues throughout scripture. Let's keep reading. This is uh, Paul. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us To redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. According to the Apostle Paul in this passage, we are redeemed from the uh, depravity of sin and corruption for the sake that we might be zealous, passionate, eager, like pursuing good works. Good works. And he repeats it again, Ephesians 2.10, after, this is a wonderful Ephesians 2.1-10, you know, it begins, and you were dead, and then in verse 4, you were made alive, and at the very end it says in verse 10, for we are his workmanship, the workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works, friends which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God's got good works prepared, assigned to us that were given to us literally in eternity past. Sovereignly ordained works for you and I to walk into and to fulfill. The theme keeps going. The saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. Good works. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in Good works. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. 1 Timothy 2.9-10, likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty, self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness. What's proper? With good works. The gathered assembly is talked about in Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Titus 2.7, Paul writing to a, a pastor, showing yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. Colossians 1.10, his prayer, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. James 2 talks about the, the, the connection between faith and works. He says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. I love this passage in the Old Testament. This next one, Um, they're in exile, uh, Israel, where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. And I think that's just the Old Testament way of saying good works in some ways. So we see these three different pillars that kind of support and motivate. It's like the engine to serve Sheboygan, the generosity of God, declared and revealed to us in his son Jesus. The mission that we've been given from God through his son to make disciples. And lastly, the emphasis that, that Christians are supposed to be useful, laboring uh, uh, servants for God's glory through our good works. And so when we do that uh, through Serve Sheboygan, uh, I want to think about the opportunities that we get now. What opportunities do, does Serve Sheboygan provide us? And and first and foremost is evangelism. Uh, We get this great opportunity to declare and demonstrate the gospel over and over and over again, as I keep talking about. And I kind of just want to talk about, uh, I want to give you a little example of how it spreads. So we're serving one of the neighbors. We're painting his garage. And uh, during the times we're meeting with him, he mentions how his neighbor has some really dirty gutters that she's unable to clean and she won't ask us to help. He's like, she's not gonna, she won't do that. So he's like, when you come, will you clean her gutters? We're like, yeah, of course. So we we do that, we clean her gutters, and she is, she she comes out and she's just so grateful. She's like she's just expressing so much gratitude. She even gives us another project, well hey, well (laughs) since you did it, could you could you paint our railings? The, the, the metal railings. And uh, we're like, sure. So we scrape the railings, paint it, and then um and so then at that time, we're, we're at this point, she's outside and I get to meet her and talk to her. And, and then we get in a circle. And, we, and, and while we're in the circle, I get to, she, she's kind of trying to figure out serve Sheboygan. And I get to tell her why. And I, get, I share the gospel with her and share about God's generosity, who he is and why we want to bless her. And and when when we go, for me personally, when we go to these neighbors, right, and we knock on their doors, and we're doing Service Sheboygan, I genuinely believe that I am literally acting as a messenger from heaven. I, I literally believe that God in his sovereign will appointed at that time for me to bear this message that comes from God. So I, I, don't, I don't think this is like by chance. I feel like it's a sign to them that God loves them. Out of all the people in Sheboygan, he chose me to be at your door, giving you this gospel and demonstrating with it a good work. He must be after you right? uh, This is, why am I here? And if you knew my story, you'd really know I'm not supposed to be here. So why am I here? And so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm praying all the time that I pray in the Father that they see it as a sign that you love them. That's in the prayer all the time because it's a sign. It is a sign. God's after them. And so uh, we pray for her, share the gospel with her. And as she's like kind of walking back, um, she thanks Mark. She's like, thank you so much. The neighbor who like, kind of connected to it all. And she's like, thank you so much. And, and the neighbor's like, yeah, we got to look out for each other. And she's like in tears. Like, she's like tearing up. She's like, yeah. And it's like, that's the gospel bearing fruit and increasing and spreading. We didn't have her on the list. But neighbor talked to neighbor and they're like, good works. So they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. So we're not doing good works like just like an agency that just does humanitarian aid. We're interpreting everything. We're absolutely clear while we're doing this. <laughs> it's for the glory of God. Um, so, so evangelism in that way is happening and I just think it's spreading. Discipleship. So uh, there are t- so students and adults who are present in those times where we're either sharing the gospel or praying the gospel over them. It's an opportunity to exercise that muscle. First to see it done. How do you winsomely and faithfully declare the truth about who God is in the gospel. So as I'm sharing the gospel uh, with Judy and we're talking and discussing, there's seven or eight students surrounded seeing that. So, So at that moment, it's being modeled for them. That's discipleship. And the whole time, the heart I hope they see is, follow me as I follow Christ. Be on mission. Be serving and declaring the good news of Jesus Christ. So discipleship is happening. It's the same for adults. Adults are getting opportunities to connect with the neighbor, uh, encourage the neighbor, edify the neighbor. So discipleship is happening that way. Uh, in fact, uh, and actually I'll save that. So third, partnership. So when we come together and we take our trailers, our trucks, our shovels, our bodies, our hands, and we kind of like amass all our resources together to go do this, you know, two, three day work ethic, this project, we're partnering, we're bonding, we're fellowshipping. Uh, I, I love this, uh, this, this, during this service, again, one of the students, uh, I, I, he, it was so clear how he got so much more connected and bonded to his other brothers just by doing the projects. Um, and so it's just so cool to see the friendships that can emerge from this. And the maturity that comes from it, too, because the students begin to see that it's not all about me. Like, it's much better to, to, to take this kind of like almost risky but thrilling opportunity to speak to this neighbor, share the gospel, than to play video games or to watch Netflix. Like, there's so much more glorious adventure out there, than that, and it doesn't come through a screen. It comes through face-to-face, real-life ministry. And so like, it's partnership, but it's also discipleship going on there. And then fourth, the glory of God. And again, this is the opportunity that matters at the base, at the bottom, of everything. We want, to see, we want to see as many neighbors as God and His wisdom wants to give us. And, and see. We want to see them saved. We want to see them believe and trust in Christ and surrender. We want to see that over and over again. We're praying to that end. Lord, Lord, do it. But at the end of the day... If all we did was bear witness to who God really is, that's success. Because I don't know if Jeremiah or Isaiah's preaching ministry was that successful if we counted by numbers of who repented and trusted. So success has to be measured by something else with service Boygan. And that is, are we actually revealing the character of God to our, our, our city? And if we are, that's success. So the glory of God, we get that opportunity to, to, to do that. Um, so just like a couple highlights I kind of wanted to share after that. So uh, one neighbor, when we got to his door during one of the prayer walks, uh, when he answered the door, he, you know, exp- I was like, so, you know, I gave them the introduction. Anything we could pray for as a youth group. He's like, Depression. And just recently in life, he just experienced some really difficult hardships and he's suffering, he's hurting. And so we pray for him and we pray God's purposes and suffering over him. We pray the gospel over him. And then after that, um, he was kind of, he didn't respond to the Serve Sheboygan, but then I kind of like brought that up and eventually we got to him. He wanted to participate in Serve Sheboygan, so he did. And, and so uh, he was here at church the other week, uh, two to eight weeks ago. Um, and during the message, he's just sobbing. Convicted by the Holy Spirit. Turns to me, I missed this so much. He was a former leader of a church in the past. All we do is knock on his door, pray for him, share the gospel with him. So just a highlight what God can do if we just are faithful. Um, the, one of the highlights is it's fun to live right here. <laughs> Because I'm like around the neighborhood. So I know these people. So there's uh, <laughs> I know these people. So uh, one of the, the, the neighbors we served, we painted her porch. And she actually is a foster parent. And one of her foster kids like loves Pokemon Go. And he's like always over here roaming. And so now every time I see him, I'm like, hey! And I yell his name. And uh, just building connections. So one of the highlights is just the connection. Knowing our neighbors, loving our neighbors. Um, And so there's all kinds of things like that I think that can happen through Service Boygan. Oh, and also, so I'm like the runaround person during service boygan. So I plan the projects, I organize the materials and supplies, and I put the leaders on there. Like I'm like I'm like a evangelizing pastor contractor when summer starts. (laughs) And trust me, like you should add it was funny, one of the adult leaders came up to me. He's like, last year, he was like, Man, you were walking by faith, man. Because you did not know what you were doing. You you were, you know, you were watching YouTube videos and just, you were just not. And he was right. This year I felt like, yeah, man, I'm starting to understand how to do an estimate in a bid. Like, I get it now. Like, you know, okay, it's going to need two gallons and we need this many people and, you know, this many paintbrushes and that sort of thing. So anyways, it's kind of funny, the skills I'm developing. For whatever, anything for the Lord, right? So what I've done so far is, okay, last year we had this radius. So I forgot the first year. But this past year was Seaman to Superior. And that was the um, north side of Superior. And 15th to 19th. So that was the square. We sent a letter to everyone in that square, in that radius. And uh, it was like over 250 letters. And people don't respond. I now remember what I was going to say. Uh, hold on, hold on. So what I love seeing is as I drive around, like, because I'm the run around person, see? Here's I going, where's I going? So I, I run around and I'm like, you know, making sure, okay, you need that, you need this, you need that. And I'm trying to like run all over and I'm still super slow. Like I'm doing that full time the whole day and they still don't have what they need. It's, it's a tough <laughs> thing. Sorry. Some group, groups know what I mean. They don't have their shovels and they're supposed to be shoveling. It's like, I'm sorry. But what's cool is as I do that, I just, you know, I get to see other people driving or looking and you just see this. It's people looking. What are these people in pink shirts doing? <laughs> Why are they gathered on this porch? So anyway, I, I just wanted to show that's kind of like a highlight. Is like we don't know how far it goes. We don't know. So it's just an interesting, cool thing. Um, so I think that's the overview of Servisher Sheboygan. I just wanted to kind of give you all that and talk about it with you. Uh, Talk about the different opportunities, the mission, and so forth.